Hey guys, Darren here. In this podcast, we talk about enjoyment. That'd be how to add joy to your life. We talk about joy defeaters. We talk about adding joy to your relationships, to your marriage. We even talk about baby making for a little bit. And then we talk about adding joy to our careers and the Father's heart to restore joy back to our faith and salvation. And then we talk about three directives or interrupters um, that will help you in this process of re-engaging with enjoyment. It is your season to step into unprecedented joy. That's where we're going right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. I recently posted this thing on my Facebook and Instagram. Maybe you guys actually saw it. It was this um, meme, I guess, is what the kids call them. It's like this like uh, graphic text thing, and and I was and I was having fun, and I I put on it. Um, I really sense that I'm about to enter into a season of joy, and then I put some hashtags just so people knew um, that I was that I was having fun, um, and. And I was having fun. I, 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 I thought this was something that was kind of funny. And so I posted it and, and it resonated with people because all kinds of people started liking it and sharing it and stuff. Um, and then um, it's continued to pop up. Like it's continued to come back and, and people have continued to like it and share it and whatever else. And all of a sudden I, I started to realize that um, this thing that I was just kind of having fun with was actually truly resonating with people and that there are actually a lot of people who have um, lost their joy in life and lost their joy in several areas um, with, with, within things that they're having to engage with just because of their responsibility and their authority on the earth. So there, all of a sudden, like I had this epiphany <laughs> that there are a lot of people doing a lot of things without enjoyment. And so that's really the, the purpose of this, of this podcast is for us to talk about um, enjoyment and really how to add joy to our life. Cause that's what the word enjoyment means. N means to add dis means to take away, right? So if I say discourage, I'm taking away courage from you. If I encourage you, <laughs> then I'm adding courage unto you. So when we say enjoyment, what enjoyment is, is it's the process of adding joy to something. Okay, and so um, I want to start off right now by talking about three joy defeater beliefs because believe it or not, but a lot of people actually have these joy defeaters and these are these underlying perhaps invisible beliefs that are defeating us before we can even get out of the gate. The first one is that joy is childish. And I would say that joy is isn't childish at all. In fact, I would say that um, that joy is godlike, and that there is an expression of godlikeness that can really only truly be communicated through deep joy. <laughs> 
So um, if you have this belief that joy is childish, then I would just encourage you. I mean, you might even be disagreeing. Like you might be listening to this like, Darren, you don't know what you're talking about. Joy is absolutely childish. Um, just abs- I would just say this in love. Um, you know, re- read read your Bible. <laughs> because um, uh, we see that the only way to actually enter the kingdom of God is like a child and children are very, very um, joyful. (laughs) And so I believe there is a kingdom dimension that can only be entered into through the doorway of joy. And if we're unwilling to engage with joy because of whatever issues we have, um, then there is a grace to, with the Holy Spirit's help, to confront some of these issues that are keeping us from the doorway of joy because it's the heart of the Father that you'd be summoned in through the joy, into the joy door. That you'd walk through the, f- the threshold of the joy door and step into a new level of maturity. So um, joy is not evidence of a lack of maturity. Joy is evidence of a of a um, joy is evidence of a true maturity in that um, our father is very full of joy and he's very, very mature. And it also speaks of maturity of perspective. And so when um, and 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 we'll talk about that here in a second. So the first joy defeater is that joy is childish. And I would just say, why don't you flip that? flip that around and just declare yourself no joy it ain't childish joy is godlike and that i have been created in the image and likeness of a happy god all right number 2 there's this joy defeater that it's hypocritical and the question would be is how can, how can i have joy when everything in my life stinks <laughs> um and this is this is the thing that we should actually look at here is is how how can we actually be set free how can we actually step into a new level of liberty when we're not even open to the father's will that we would actually have joy so if we're declaring that it's hypocritical to be joyful because no matter what there's still going to be an area of our life that where there isn't joy then what we're actually doing is we are resisting the father's will that we would that we would that we would have the fullness of joy. We see, uh, where is it? I was looking at it earlier. Uh, John fifteen eleven, that the will of the Father is revealed through Jesus. And what's the will of the Father? That we would have joy, right? And that our joy would be complete. <laughs> I love that. So, the first joy defeater is that it's childish. It's not childish at all. Joy is um, God-like, and it really is an evidence of maturity. And number two, joy isn't hypocritical. Joy is really a key for breakthrough. In the areas of your heart where you thought there would always be darkness, joy can actually open up that door to bring a light 
in. And, um, and sometimes there needs to be a declaration before there's a manifestation. And so you can actually lean into the tension and into the darkness and in those areas that you think are always going to be lame. You can confront the lameness in Jesus name and declare in this area of my life, I will have joy and you will reset your expectation. Step out of that, uh, step out of that belief that life will always be lame in that area that you will always be stuck in that area and you'll step into a new level of faith because the spirit of joy collaborates with this with the spirit of faith and there's the kind of joy that actually releases faith and i believe that even right now that there is the kind of joy on this podcast that there's some joy glory all up on this that's actually going to release a level of faith for you to believe that freedom liberty is possible in an area where you have traditionally believed that it wasn't possible Okay, um, the third uh, the third joy defeater is that joy is shallow. There is this brilliant quote um, from Seven Spirits Burning. It's a book by Das John Crowder, um, and the quote is from an author named Elton Trueblood, who wrote a book called The Humor of Christ. And here is the quote: Any alleged Christianity which fails to express itself in gaiety at some point is clearly spurious. The Christian is gay, not meaning like homosexual, but, I'm, but that the Christian is happy. <laughs> not because he's blind to injustice and suffering, but because he is convinced that these in the light of divine sovereignty are never ultimate. Though he can be sad and often is perplexed, he is never really worried. The well-known humor of the Christian is not a way of denying the tears but rather a way of affirming something which is deeper than tears. So joy is not shallow. That joy is this anchor within our soul that goes deep into the heart of the Father so that no matter what kind of surface storm we're facing, we're not going to get shipwrecked into the shore of chaos and grief because we are deeply anchored through the sea into the heart of the Father and He is going to protect us and keep us from being shipwrecked. Yeah? Absolutely. All right, so enjoyment, which is the process of adding joy to something. Um, it's important that we actually take an inventory of our relationships and that we actually look at our relationships and see, are we just engaging in the religion of relationships, meaning that we have relationships because that's what life dictates to us that a normal, healthy person should have relationships. Here's my question for you. Um, in what relationships in your life have you lost your joy? And where are you engaging in religious relationships? And is there a way that you can actually return back to the first love within your relationships? Now, I'm going to touch on something that's a little bit sensitive, but I've had the honor of uh, walking with several couples that have um, had difficulty in having children. Now, um, now barrenness is one of those things that uh, that can be such a burden on a relationship, and oftentimes there can be this pressure, this stress on reproduction to the degree that all pleasure is lost within um, within within sexuality and and let's just say it sex. So. Now here's here's the here's the double bind for struggle for couples that are struggling with infertility. 
it's this is the cruel fact that not only can infertility cause a lot of stress, but then that same stress can add to the to the fertility issues. And so um, one of the things that I encourage couples to do is to take that burden of baby making off of themselves, um, just to take off that that baby making burden and to say that we are going to make a commitment that we are not going to lose our pleasure in our sexuality, that our sexuality is worship unto the Lord. It's not our day job. So we're not going to take on sex as a job in order to create a baby, that life is the business of the father, that we're going to trust the father we're going to have lots of conversations we're going to do our research we're going to we're going to go to the doctor we're going to get lots of prayer and if and 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 to a great degree we're not going to allow shame into our marriage we're not going to allow shame into the marriage bed we're not going to allow um, this thing to cost us our relationship to rob us of the joy within our relationship and if this is something that you're walking through, this is such a heavy thing to have to walk through, but it's so important that you don't walk through this alone. You can reach out to a pastor, you can reach out to a therapist, and of course, you should be reaching out to your doctor and having as many conversations, learning as much as you can. But remember, it's so important that you guard the joy within your marriage and that you guard the joy within your sexuality and that you that you guard the joy within your within your alone time with your spouse, that you guard the joy. Don't let the enemy, don't let natural factors, don't let anything steal the joy within your marriage. Yeah, absolutely. And if you come to a point where you're like, well, it's too late. I've already lost. I've already lost the joy within my marriage. Um, it's, it's, it's not too late actually, um, that it's the will of the father that you would have joy and that your joy would be complete, especially within your marriage. And we're going to talk at the very end of this thing, how to, how to interrupt some of these things and begin to re-engage with the joy of the Lord. That will be the truth strength within your marriage. All right. Second thing is, now this might seem real. This might seem really crazy, um, but as you know, we get we get crazy. We get crazy on this podcast. Um, that uh, it's time for you to begin to enjoy your career. It's time for you to begin to enjoy um, your day job. And so uh, you are entering into a season of joy. Just declare this over yourself right now. I am entering into. A higher level season of joy. It's a joy in my relationships. It's a joy in my career. And that means that, did you know that whenever there's, um, that joy is the evidence for love? Did you know that, that, that when you see somebody with a lot of joy, it means that they are in love. They are in love with something. That, that, that love, okay, the, the love creates this fragrance of joy, okay? And so, um, when you have joy in your career, what that means is that you are actually in love with what you are doing. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. Why? Because the Christian doesn't work for a dude. Okay, uh, <laughs> the Christian doesn't work for a paycheck. The work of a believer is is actually worship. It's worship unto the Lord. Now, if you have a job, 
perhaps you could actually find joy in this and the fact that you didn't choose your job, your job chose you. They actually said yes to you, that when you interviewed, they thought that you had the goods um, to deliver within that career. And what happened was, is that there was this, there was this, uh, this thing called employment, which is a legal contract contractual place where this company has made a commitment to you that as you perform, you will get paid, that they will compensate you for your performance. Now, this goes beyond performance because what this is actually is this is actually legal empowerment, that they have given you authority and an opportunity in order to take that company, that corporation to the next level. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're working at Subway making sandwiches, right? Or if you're working for the CIA protecting our country, <laughs> that there is a corporation. This is if you're working, there is a corporation that has put their trust in you and you have been empowered and you've been given authority. And this is what we know biblically is that all authority is given from the Father, that authority is given from heaven and not from earth. Therefore, you're at where you're at because the Father has placed you there for a season. Now, when it comes to your career, let's think seasonally. Let's not think that we're chained to a company or a corporation for the rest of our life. Um, the corporation is not your Lord. Jesus is your Lord. And that means that as a son of God, as a daughter of God, you have permission to pray and obey. And that is very liberating. There's there's like, there's a lot of joy to be found in, in that. And if you've, if you've lost your joy and you need some enjoyment, okay? First of all, think back on the fact that this company has placed a certain amount of trust in you and that you have legal authority and opportunity there that's been vested in you. And in that place, with a revelation of that, renew your intent and your commitment that you're going to see your work as worship unto the Lord. Therefore, in this new season, you could do option one. Option one is take more on. (laughs) Take on more responsibility. Volunteer for something new. Ask the the question. What's the question? Hey, what could I do? What, what can I do? I'm willing to take on more responsibilities. There's something I can do um, to serve you, to serve this company. That's option number one. And again, think seasonally, not that you're attaching yourself to a whole bunch of brand new commitments um, for the rest of your life, um, but think seasonally, which is think in terms of three months. So you're not taking more on for the rest of your life. Take more on for three months, okay? And then transition out of those extra commitments, unless those extra commitments have actually really added fuel to your joy tank, okay? Um, But we should always be doing inventory of the areas that we're serving and looking at the ROI on that serving, making sure that we're being wise with our stewardship, with our energy, and with our time. Because that's how how sons think, that we're very strategic with our time. We're not using our time and our energy. Um, We're not wasting those things that our time and our energy these are gifts from the Lord and they're not uh, and they and they are on a certain amount of limited supply and so we've got to be very strategic in how we're using these ingredients now option number two is different but nevertheless just as important take less on 
for the next season. Meaning that you would go and have the conversation of, hey, look, at a certain point in time, I took on many more commitments, but looking at where I'm at right now, I'm having to be very intentional with my time, with my energy and with my focus. Therefore, for the next three months, I'm gonna be taking a break from these commitments and have that conversation, making sure that there's a mutual agreement with your employer. Okay, when it comes to your faith, this is the third area that perhaps you've become religious and fallen out of love. Perhaps you've maybe lost your first love and now, hey, you're moral, you go to church, you read your Bible, you take notes, and during worship, you even lift up your hand or maybe even both of them and you sing the words on the screen. But just to clarify yourself, <laughs> I'm coming into a time, I'm coming into a season, stepping into a season of great joy. And that would mean that you fall in love with Jesus again. You return back to your first love. And it's the same thing with your career that you'd remember that you didn't choose him. You didn't choose Jesus, that he chose you, that uh, in eternity past, he formed you, he framed you, he knit you for such a time as this on the earth. And check it out now. Check, 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 check. Check it out. If 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 you've lost joy within your faith, you're you're not you're not lame, okay? You're not you're not dumb. You're not you're not this evil person, okay? <laughs> you're you're normal. Look, life is just busy and crazy and complicated, right? And sometimes, I mean, it's it's so easy to lose our first love. It's so 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 it's so 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 easy, okay? Um and uh yeah, that's right. I said it, okay? <laughs> I said it, all right? Um and uh and and you know it's true, okay? Um we even see this, okay, within Psalm 51:12, right? Where the psalmist cries out Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Grant me a willing spirit that will sustain me. And if this is your prayer, Father, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Let me return back to my first love. That is such a pleasing prayer um, to the Lord. And guess what? He will honor that prayer. And if that's your prayer to discover the joy of your salvation, then then it's really, really important that you let the lack of joy start to bother you, okay, um, uh, within your faith, uh, that you let it bother you and that you vocalize your frustration to the Lord. Like, God, I am not happy about my level of spirituality, about my understanding of my authority, about my lack of understanding when it comes to my identity. I don't feel like I'm in love with you right now. I don't feel like I want to worship you. And just that you would just be really stinking honest, okay? The Father loves our honesty and our transparency. Um, we see that all throughout the Psalms, and God is not mocked by your honesty. God is honored by it, okay? Okay, and so um, uh, uh, now don't don't do this at your home group, or don't take the mic on a Sunday morning and start lamenting. Okay, <laughs> this is for your this is for your secret place. This is for your one on one time um, um, with the Lord. But remember that uh, that a broken heart and a contrite spirit is irresistible to the Lord. And guess what? These these things will absolutely break down the doors of complacency and apathy because complacency and apathy are those things that keep you from being honest and vulnerable, that keep you from crying out to the Lord, that keep you from even going to God, period. 
Absolutely. So, so, so I, so my encouragement to you is to get real with God is just to get real with him and get real with him in your journal and just start going for it. Lean into the tension of your depression and just begin to vocalize and express it to the Lord and then do what David did. Don't just state the obvious, but go beyond the present season and begin to frame up the next season and declare, I am stepping into a new season of joy, of unprecedented joy. I am about to, I'm about to break through into some insane joy that's just going to bum out some demons. It's going to bum out some principalities. I'm going to have such crazy joy. It, oh my goodness. Ah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be nuts. It's the kind of joy that is my strength. And this has, you know, this has, you know, look, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about you. It, it, it really doesn't. All that matters is that you have this steadfast, deep, profound joy that's sustaining you in the Lord and that's sustaining you in this life. And it doesn't matter how extroverted your joy is, like, like kind of like I'm kind of maybe a little extroverted in my joy right now. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> right? But that might not be you, and that is okay. You um, may step into this profound breakthrough within your joy, and nobody may know it because you're not like, ah! <laughs> But all that matters is that it's real. All that matters is that there is a heart change and that instead of hopelessness, now there's a hope that's been restored to you. And instead of feeling like you're disconnected, now you feel like you got these roots that go down deep and you're pulling from you're pulling from the bottomless joy that is in the Lord. Yeah. Hey, the last thing I wanted to hit on is any areas within your life where you've been in this unrelentless battle, where you just, you've been in that 10-year battle, that 20-year season, this place of constant continual lack. If that's you, you have permission to tap out. That's right. Just tap out. You've been in this battle. You've been tempted. You've been all this stuff. It's In order to step into joy, you're going to just have to admit defeat. <laughs> And just say, I quit. I quit all these battles and I am going to rest in the Lord. And as I rest, God's going to have to fight my battles for me. It's absolutely biblical. God loves to fight. And and the kind of fighting that God does requires for us to tap out and to rest. And as we rest and as we sleep and as we enjoy him, as he makes us as he makes us lie down in green pastures he restores our soul and then he gives our enemies a walloping <laughs> so all the religious striving all the angst all the frustration all your soul battles all these things where you're like i've been trying and trying and trying and i'm so weak tap out just just tap out and just be like you know what i'm i'm not fighting these things anymore i'm done i'm done done. God, this is your deal now. <laughs> and I'm going to rest and I'm going to allow the Lord to add joy unto me. And I just declare that all my fountains are in you, Lord. Okay. Three, three, three little take homes for you. Three little directives. Number one, we hit on this honesty. 
Honesty is the best policy and go and go ahead and check out your inventory. Those areas and tasks, those relationships, those things within your life that you've been engaging with, but there's no joy there. Bring these things before the Father, okay? And ask Him for the discernment, okay? For the wisdom to be able to find out what's going on, right? It's time to take out the old batteries, of obligation and put in new batteries of life, love, liberty, right? Patience, all these things. Number two, to renew your commitment to clarity, okay? Because remember that clarity is the opposite of apathy. Apathy is when you quit caring, okay? So that place of not caring anymore will be replaced with clarity. You will see what's actually going on. You will see those those life suckers, those energy suckers, those joy suckers, those things that are sucking the vitality right out of you. And then you can come with the salt of God's word, with that prophetic declaration and salt those leeches and tear them right off of you. Those life suckers, those joy suckers, salt those suckers and tear those things right off of you. Okay. And then number three is that you would engage with an intentional interruption, meaning that you are going to make a commitment to not remain the same. Okay. Now, this doesn't mean that you're going to enter into some sort of religious striving. We already talked about that. You're going to tap out of that. But the intentional interruption is this, that you're going to, you're going to, you're going to continue <laughs> in God's grace. You're going to remain right there face to face. You're going to remain in that place of wonder and intimacy with the Lord. And you're going to continue to engage the presence of the Lord until his presence is engaging in every area of your life. Because where the presence of the Lord is, there's fullness of joy. There's the fullness of light and life. So any area where, where within your heart where there is darkness, where there's depression, where there's sorrow... By God's grace, you're going to remain in this place of presence until his presence is saturating every area of your life. And in that place, his love, his perfect love will come and cast out all fear. And in that place, there will be this joy that, that begins to fill you. It'll be a joy that remains. It'll be a joy that begins to reframe your own identity and authority on the earth. And you will no longer be making decisions from a place of lack and hopelessness, but you will begin making decisions from a place of abundance and prosperity. Um, you'll, be, you'll begin making um, very strategic decisions, thinking 10 steps ahead instead of the survival decisions that you've been making from a place of joylessness. Remember for the believer, for the son of God, for a son or daughter, that a joyless life is not an option. That a joyless Christian is an oxymoron. It's like a happy meal without a toy. It's just, it's just wrong. And it's time for us to raise the standard of joy within our own life, being accountable and honest and real and addressing the stuff that's going on within our heart to confront it. <laughs> Yeah, so that when people look at us, they see an authentic, transparent believer that's going through a very real life and isn't ignorant and, and doesn't doesn't just push away the tears, but we can engage with the tears. We can engage even, uh, we can go through even seasons of grief and even through that grief, we go through them because we're anchored into the heart of the Father, which is an incredibly deep, bottomless well of joy. Hopefully this has been a blessing 
to you. Uh, if you if you liked this, and I, I hope that you did, then <laughs> please share. Please share this on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your social accounts. Also, please subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud. To do it on iTunes, just go to thedarrenshow.com. Subscribe, leave a review. Review is the best way for word to get out about this podcast. And so um, you can give it one star. That means that you think it was kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars. And that means that you think it was off the chain. And so please uh, just take a second to, to do that. That'd be incredible. And we will see you very, very soon. May your joy be full, may it be overflowing, may it be complete in Christ. Love you guys.